0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Baba. And today the gospel is from Luke chapter 7. And as we have seen the past three weeks, the theme of this Coptic month is that Christ is Almighty Uh, Christ is Pantocrator. We saw that in week one when the Lord healed the paralytic man and the Almighty. The Lord said your sins are forgiven you. He could heal from paralysis and he could heal and take away sins. We saw in week two how the Lord had power over nature when he went fishing with St. Peter and the disciples. Last week we saw how the Lord has power to expel demons and cast out demons And today we see the Lord's power over death The theme of this month is that the Lord is powerful, the Lord is Pantocrator Today I want us to put ourselves in the shoes of this widow The widow of Dain The widow was a widow and so she had probably walked this path previously to bury her husband and now she was walking the same path now to bury her only son and no parent ever wants to attend their children's funeral and this son probably passed away by some like fluke accident or disease, but, and we don't know. But regardless of the means, I think we can all agree that he was taken early. He was taken early. And what's even more sad for this widow is that this son was supposed to be the means of support for, for her the son was supposed to labor and to provide for his widowed mother and now this widow who doesn't have a husband and now loses her only son she's left without any means of support and I was thinking about her situation and it would be hard enough to grieve for the son that passed but what would also be very difficult is to think about the future and i'm sure she had a bunch of questions in her mind why is this happening to me how am i going to get through this how am i going to support myself how am i going to live and those thoughts that were plaguing the mind of the widow i think are often the same questions that plague us everyone is going through everyone who's going through a difficult circumstance asks those questions the uncertainty of the future the pressure of success leaves many people thinking how am I going to get through this how am I going to get through this how can I rebound from a broken relationship I tried to fix it but nothing is working how can i rebound from my failures in my career or schooling i didn't get the promotion i deserved i was fired without cause how am i going to support my family i studied hard i didn't pass how am i going to live how am i going to proceed how am i going to get through this the gospel and the readings of today were so beautiful because they teach us how We can get through these difficult circumstances and receive healing. The first way in the process of recovery, the first way to recover or to get through difficult circumstances is to put a limit on our grief. To put a limit on our grief. In the gospel of today, it's written that when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said do not yeah, Do not weep do not cry do not weep do not weep to a widow who lost her only son seems like a very insensitive thing to say to, to someone and I was thinking about like why didn't the Lord if, he, if you don't want me to cry to raise him first and then after you raise him then I won't cry but the Lord told her do not weep before before raising this son and I think the Lord told her not to weep while the boy was in the coffin to teach us that our grief should have boundaries our grief should have limitations when difficult circumstances arise the emotion of grief has the ability to take over and then grief does this thing to them it destroys the mind it destroys our mindset grief then can destroy relationships grief can destroy our faith in god and i want to reiterate something important is that there is nothing wrong with with grieving there's nothing wrong with weeping especially in difficult circumstances because we're not robots we have to we have emotions but as christians we grieve differently we grieve differently. I read an expression that I liked this morning. It said, "Grieve, but not as the world grieves." You can grieve, but you can't grieve the way the world grieves. Actually, Saint Paul he mentions this in First Thessalonians chapter four. In First Thessalonians chapter four, Saint Paul he says, "But we do not want you to be uninformed, my brothers, about those who fall asleep, those who pass." That you may not grieve as others who have no hope Don't grieve as others who have no hope That means the Christian when he grieves He grieves with hope I want to lose your hope I feel like this poor widow Because of the difficult circumstances She had lost her hope and she was grieving, and rightfully so. But the Lord told her, do not weep. Keep your, keep your hope. Know that the Lord is powerful. Know that the Lord is almighty. He is Pantocrator. That's why in Luke chapter 6, when Luke chapter 6 is the passage of the Sermon on the Mount, you know, like Matthew chapter 5, Luke chapter 6. The gospel today is Luke chapter Seven, In Luke chapter 6, the Lord says, Blessed are you who weep now, for you you shall laugh. You shall laugh. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. The Lord is saying there is a time for weeping. But this morning is not forever. You will, you will laugh. Everybody laugh into him, laughing. Smile. You will laugh. There is a time to be happy. And even in the Psalms, uh, the psalmist, he says something very beautiful, something similar. He said, Weeping may endure for a night. Weeping can happen for a night. But joy comes in the in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes... In the morning, I like this psalm because it says that our morning needs to have time limits. It may it may it may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. I get concerned when grieving becomes a way of life, and you know mental illness in this world, and it gets the best of us. There has to be joy in the Christian life. There has to be joy in the Christian life. So it's very important that we put boundaries to our grief. And that's the first step to get through difficult circumstances. The second step to get through difficult circumstances and to get healing is to realize that Christ is the provider and the source of all goodness. Yani, and I was into, If you pay attention to the Pauline and Catholic epistle today, the Pauline and Catholic epistle today, they had one theme. They were focused on the theme of. Focused on the theme of. Money. Money. And as I mentioned to you earlier, the widow was probably very distressed how she would be able to support herself without her son. And maybe one of her concerns was financial. And oftentimes, when you ask the question, how am I going to get through this? Often, money is a key factor in the discussion. Sah? Wala Oftentimes, how am I going to get through this? I'm thinking about money. And how am I going to afford this? How are we going to provide for something in the future? And oftentimes, money then becomes the solution or is viewed as the solution to the problem I think the church wants to teach us today that money is not is the solution money is not the solution money is, is we'll get to that it cannot be the solution the church wants to teach us that Christ is is the solution so um money has no power but Jesus has has power that's why in the Catholic epistle today st. James he says your riches are corrupted your garments are moth-eaten your gold and silver are corroded your money that you put your trust in is withering away and it's very relevant for these days because we don't have corrosion or whatever but we have inflation and the value of money, if you put your trust in it, whoop, see ya, gone. And so, the Pauline epistle today, even St. Paul, in, in, in the Pauline epistle says to St. Timothy, Do not trust in certain riches. Do not trust in certain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. I feel sorry for those who put their trust in riches, those who play lottery because first they're being preyed on by the thieves of society and second it's a reflection of someone who's putting trust in in money and there is an instance that I was thinking about is when Saint Peter and the Lord were asked to go pay the temple tax they pull up to the temple the Lord asked Peter to do something pretty funny he said go Go, catch a fish. The first fish that you find, open its mouth. When you open its mouth, you will find a coin, some money. Bring that coin and pay the people for the temple tax for you and me. There's a lot of things in that story to digest. (laughs) There's a lot. But one thing that you can take from this story is... How the Lord Jesus Christ, if He wanted to be a printing press, if He wanted to be the treasury department, He could, and He could generate income, and He could make. It would be no problem to make everyone here like uber wealthy, and we could all go and play the lottery. And Baba Karolus, what number should we pick? And we pick the lottery, and we get, and we all become very idiot that's not in the plan of God that's not in the plan of God actually the Pauline epistle today tells us for the love of money is the root of all evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves with many sorrows money is not life-giving Money is not life-giving The money could not bring this person back from the grave But Jesus is life-giving Jesus is life-giving That's why in the Pauline epistle today There was one key word that kind of got butchered today But it's okay He who is blessed and the only potentate Potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords Who alone has immortality Dwelling in unapproachable light whom no man has seen or can see to whom be honor and everlasting power Amen St. Paul was saying don't trust in money the root of all money is evil and don't trust in riches But trust in the potentate the potentate one is the theme of Baba that God is Almighty potentate power one having authority Trust in that person. Trust in God. Potentate means high in power. If you are going through a tough time, meet Jesus on the way. He is coming to meet you. The other day, I was just speaking to someone who was telling me about someone in their family who lost their job unexpectedly. And big position and whatever, gone. And as this person was going to turn in their badge, in their badge they had an icon of St. Mina and Pope Carlos, and so when he took the icon like the, to return the badge as he's turning in the badge, he realized the the icon, the picture in the hanut of Pope Carlos and St. Mina were dripping oil and so the person said, I realized that as I'm turning in like my badge and i've been humiliated and i was wondering how am i going to provide and how am i going to do this and how am i he saw the grace of god that god was standing with him and he felt comforted and yeah thank god the person found a very nice a very nice job so we can get through any trial when we realize that god is standing with us We know that Jesus is with us. The saints are with us. Be like Mary and Martha. And when crisis happens, you go and call on the Lord Jesus Christ, the potentate, the Almighty. The third step to recovery or to get through difficult trials is feeling the healing touch and hearing the voice of God. The deceased boy in this coffin He was revived by the healing touch of Christ, the words of Christ. All of us, we believe that God is potentate. Do you believe that God is almighty? I know you do. But do you have faith that God can come into your life and speak to you and to touch you and to heal you? That's why the beauty of this gospel is that the Lord determined to go touch and to, and to speak to the boy who is in the coffin. And Christ will come and speak to us and touch us in the midst of our, of our trials. I want to break this down into the two parts. The words of Christ. The more and more I study the Bible... The more and more I realize that there is strength, there is power in the words of Christ. The word of God is so rich, is so powerful. And the question for us is, if Christ said to you, Arise, would you listen? Arise from this sin, arise from your anger, arise from your slumber, arise from your laziness. Would you arise? Would the Word of God have a place for you in your heart? Or do you reject the Word of God? If you want healing, you should take it in. Take it in. He's telling you to arise. Get up. Turn away from your sin. Live differently. This is the Word of God. I'm worried that these days we hear the Word of God. But the Word of God is just something just nice words we say but do we take the word of God into our hearts? do we obey the word of God in our life? if you want to feel the healing power you need to hear and listen to the word of God and also you need to accept the healing touch of Christ to accept the healing touch of Christ many of the healings in the new testament happen because the Lord Jesus Christ touched A person Christ has humanity he he wants to show consolation he could have just done it from afar and but he wants to go touch because you know in the Old Testament all of these things were unclean death was unclean the woman with the flow of blood unclean the leprous man unclean but in your filth the Lord wants to come and touch and to make clean By the Lord's touch, we can be made clean. And we get to touch the Lord Jesus Christ every time we take communion. Every time we take communion, we get to touch the Lord Jesus Christ. So the same power that healed the woman with the flow of blood, you touch it. You touch it. And so I hope that this healing touch... Of Christ makes miracles in our hearts. Can rebuild. Can give us recovery. Can give us healing. So today we talked about the pathway of how we can get through this. We can get through this by first. Putting a limit to our grief. To put. You shall weep but you shall. Laugh. You shall laugh. Two, you should recognize that Christ is the potentate, that he is almighty. And three, you need to receive the word of God and the healing touch of God in our lives. And glory be to God forever. Amen.